Hey there, welcome to Authentically Raw. I'm your host, Jamie Barris. Today's guest is Cameron Normand. And Cameron, you have an extensive line of accomplishments. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Take the stage. Sure. <laughs> so I'm Cameron Normand. I am CEO of This Custom Life, where I help stepmoms who want more. And I am also co-CEO of Step Family Magazine and co-founder of the Stepmom Summit and host of the Stepmom Diaries podcast. So I do have my hands in a lot of different places. <laughs> It sounds like you're an expert at step momming <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, I I got into this a few years ago when I became a stepmom and have really, you know, I got certified to coach and have been learning so much along the way. And I don't know if I consider myself an expert, but I definitely consider myself as someone who has access to the experts and can pull together like all the best resources for step moms. Definitely. So tell me about, yeah, your journey into becoming a stepmom, how you like, I would even like it if you could cover, um, you know, what you did a little bit before where you were at in life when you met your husband and how everything came about. Yeah, so it's funny. I have been in the DC area for almost 25 years and have built a career in politics and um, had been you know, I'd built a really nice life for myself. I was making good money. I had my own home, I had a ton of friends, traveled, all this stuff. And, you know, obviously I wanted to find my, you know, person, but it just sort of hadn't happened yet. And I had, I was pushing 40 and, you know, I was kind of like, well, maybe this just, maybe that isn't for me. And I've got this really fulfilling life and that's great, you know, and enter Craig. <laughs> and, um, and we knew kind of immediately that this was different than anything we had ever had before. And so we got engaged fairly quickly and um, he had four kids. And so I jumped in with both feet um, to step mom life and sort of realized, you know, I thought I knew a little bit about what I was getting into because I had been a stepdaughter. I know you have too. Um, since I was eight years old. And so I kind of felt like I knew like things not to do at least. And, um, but then when I got into it, I realized I had no idea <laughs> and, and being the type a, you know, I'm a lawyer by background, you know, I was like, okay, where's the handbook. I'm going to get online and, you know, see what I can find. And I found there was no handbook and there really weren't that many accessible resources that felt like they talked to me and to what I was going through. And so I started digging into it to figure out what would work for me and figured that if I was out there looking for this stuff, that probably a lot of other women were also out there looking for this stuff. And it turns out that's totally true. There are like 1300 step families form every day. Um, and that statistic, by the way, is actually pretty old. <laughs> it's not an updated statistic. It's actually more than that, I think. Um, but there are just a ton of women out there who are really looking for good, um, you know, research-based tools and information and really just looking for help and to know that they're not alone because it's a really hard, it is much harder than, I mean, again, like I thought I knew a little bit about what I was getting myself into, but it is much harder than, you know, anybody can possibly imagine until they're sort of knee deep in it, you know? Yeah. No, I, oh my gosh, I'm billowing with questions all of a sudden because yes, I'm not, <laughs> but I've, I've had a stepmom for nearly 40 yeah. years and she's wonderful. 
I am curious because with not being a mom first, all of a sudden inheriting four stepkids, I can see where that would be really challenging because you hadn't even been parenting your own kids. And then all of a sudden you, you are in a, a parental role and, but there is a mom, <laughs> a biological mom and their father. And where do I fit in? What do I do? I mean, how, what was your, my question would yeah. be I'm curious to know what was the first like uh, moment that you felt <laughs> I need some resources because I don't know how to deal with this. Was there one big thing or was it just all of a sudden like, okay. Um, there were a couple of things, I think, um, you know, I didn't, it, you know, being a stepmom, you are a parent, but it's a really different type of parent, right? Like it's not, you're not a mom, you're not a dad, you're a stepmom. And there are dynamics that come with that, that I think I didn't fully appreciate when I got into it. And so I sort of was treating it as if I was an instant parent like instant, you know, and everybody always says when you get, marry somebody with kids, like, oh, you've got an instant family. Well, you have an instant family. It doesn't mean that that, that feels like an instant family. You know what I mean? And an instant bond or instant trust or totally. Yeah. And I think one of the first, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the first times that I really was like, what have I done here? Where did I go wrong? Was, um, we we got married in April. Um, the kids moved in. We had 50% split. The kids moved in over the summer. And it was really, you know, we kind of had the summer, let everybody get used to it. And then for the school year, we were like, well, we should have, you know, school year starting. We should figure out allowance and like what the house rules are going to be and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, what the consequences are going to be for, you know, if allowance if chores aren't done and what that's all going to look like. So Craig and I kind of sat down and we we parent very similarly. We've got similar outlooks and all that stuff. So we kind of came up with what we thought it should look like. And, you know, he, to his, his credit, I mean, Craig has always really wanted me to be a full partner um, on this journey with him. And I love that because he involves me in everything. Um, but I didn't really realize that being a full partner didn't necessarily mean being a full parent, right? Mm -hmm. So when we sat down to talk to the kids about house rules and structure and all that kind of stuff, Craig said, well, you know, I really want you to be part of this family. So why don't you, you know, tell them, why don't, why don't you lead the discussion? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, that did not go well. <laughs> the kids are at like, all. who are you to boss me around, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. And and the kids, you know, I mean, we got to, there was one that, you know, Craig and I had thought up, like the kids should keep their doors open. And so I kind of went through that. And the oldest, my oldest stepdaughter was like, um, yeah, I'm not doing that. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what do you think you're not doing? Like I had, I just did not at all think that it was going to, go down like a lead balloon, you know? Right. Well, what I didn't know is that as you're figuring out your role as a stepmom, you really shouldn't be engaged in rule setting or discipline with the kids. It's mm -hmm. great for you to do that with your partner, but like for the kid facing portion of the relationship, and it's not that you need to be like fun stepmom, but you don't need to be doing the discipline. 
they don't need to see you as like some other adult coming in. A, that's not what they want. But until you, you've got to establish the bond with them first. So it needs to, that, that bond needs to be fully in place because they've already got that bond with their parents. So they'll accept discipline and, and stuff like that from their parents. But they're not going to accept it from you because they don't have that bond yet with you. And I had no idea that any, I just did not understand right. that dynamic. But research has borne that out. I mean, that is like a hard and fast rule now for me. And I had to kind of learn all that and then sort of sit down with Craig and set that boundary with him and sort of reset our expectations for how we were going to handle this. And so, you know, I think it's natural. I mean, Craig was kind of like, well, so wait, I have to be the heavy all the time. And I was like, pretty much. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't bond with kids by coming in and saying, okay, here's Absolutely. the rules. Here's, you know, I'm Mrs. Disciplinarian. And no, that is not how to bond. Absolutely. It's Which not means, your role. It's, no, not, it's your role. not your role. But, but it does make me think, okay, so what is your role? Because it's not your role to be a best friend either. Yep. So, and that's a great question. Um, and, and my answer to my short answer to that is a little glib. Your role is how, is what you determine it to be with your kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, ha I had individual conversations with each of the kids and I said, look, you know, I'm not your mom. I'm not your dad. You and I get to figure this out together and we mm -hmm. get to figure out what we want our relationship to be. And so, you know, I kind of had some deliberate things that I did along the way to sort of try and establish that bond with the kids. So like my stepdaughter and I started a tradition around Christmas where we go to the Nutcracker every year and that's like our thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but every kid, you're going to have a different relationship with every kid if you've got multiple stepkids, right? Mm -hmm. And every kid is going to be differently receptive to you. So like you may have one kid that accepts you with open arms and you establish that bond really quick. And you may have other kids that are more hesitant and you may have kids that are like, yeah, sorry, not interested. You know, do so you mm -hmm. have to kind of navigate that and figure that out for each child? Yeah. I thought of two things when you were talking. Number one is role model. Find your role, which mm -hmm. you can be a role model and you can role model just even respect and honoring each other's boundaries and things like that. But then also find find what you can connect with because it is going to be different with each kid, you know, and that, yeah, all the kids are going to want to go to the nutcracker, but maybe one of them, you know, and I even think of just simple little things because um, I'm a stepmom and a stepdad. I mean, there are different ways to connect and it could be, okay, just a shared interest. It could be a conversation. It could be maybe for one kid, just stocking that favorite treat when they are at your house. I mean, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be probably something big, but it, forms a relationship or a bond or yeah yeah it doesn't have to be super structured all the time and it certainly doesn't have to be like forced stepmom fun you know what I mean like right. you don't have to be like okay every Sunday we're going to do a bonding activity no yeah because that'd be exhausting for you too yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's yeah. really it's looking for ways to spend some one-on-one -on -one time so like you know can you be the one to pick them up from school and like every day you're having a conversation like how was school today you know did you know did Billy pick on you or, you know, what's going on with Susie and kind of getting to know their life that way or, you know, practice or whatever. I mean, it could be establishing kind of a tradition. It could be that, you know, I know with one of my stepsons, he really loved um, Marvel movies. So like we would go see all the Marvel movies together. So like he knew when a movie was coming out, he could be like, 
hey, you know, did you see the preview for this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, we're going, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it just, it looks different. Right, and it, it, it kind of reminds me of maybe the label of I'm a supportive parent. It's it's a support to the biological parents. I don't know. I mean, I guess when I look at my my step parents, I can see where they're there to parent a little bit, you know, in a, in a healthy, appropriate way. But they're there is support, you know, to their spouse, <laughs> truly, mm -hmm. in the parenting of of their of their children. And supporting the children. I mean, I think one of the ways that I have tried to carve out my role with the kids is like letting Craig do the discipline and like, you know, hand out any consequences that need to happen. And then letting me kind of come back kind of after him to the whichever kid it was and to say, hey, you know, I know that conversation was hard. I know you're probably pissed that, you know, you are grounded or, you know, whatever it is. Like, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. And that way, you know, I can sort of hear them out in a way that like, maybe they didn't feel comfortable saying all the stuff to dad, mm -hmm. but you know, then, but then I can also sort of say, well, you know, I think what, what your dad is trying to do here is this. And so, you know, I'm not in that like best friend role, cause that's not really your role, but I'm not in that parent parenting role, but it's somewhere in between where you're still being a support for them. And you do have an opportunity for a really unique and valuable role in their life, you know, it's not well, always going to be smooth. I mean, they're a bit, no, <laughs> it can be really no. rocky. But really what it sounds to me like you're doing is sharing Craig's perspective. It's not uh, throwing him under the bus. Yeah. You know, and agreeing and trying to be their buddy. Yeah. He's, he's so tough on the discipline and, or it's not, well, he's right. And this is why he has to discipline you this way. You know, it's just, I think this is his perspective. How do you feel about it? Let's talk about it. And yeah, just hearing them out, them. you know, exactly. It just opens that line of communication. And then they, like you said, you're not disciplining, but you're there supporting and how yeah, you and I think, you know, more than anything, I mean, kids want, they have very few needs in life. They want to feel safe. They want to feel loved they want to feel heard. Yeah. And so if you can provide those things, I think it goes a long way. And so, right. you know, if you can make them feel heard, I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's a great role for you to play. You know, it's funny that you say that. And I, I think so too. And I've noticed this in my parenting over the last couple of years, instead of offering advice or my feedback, it's just so that they feel understood and validated. Basically, you just repeat back to them what they said. Oh, so you mm -hmm. feel this when your dad does this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is that you're feeling a little yeah. down because you feel like maybe dad was hard on you or whatever, you know. And, right, and that's so know, well, easy to do. <laughs> that takes yeah. all the pressure off of us. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, you get it. And I think want. asking them a lot of questions, like, well, you know, you feel down because you feel like dad was hard. Well, how do you feel about what it was that you did? Mm -hmm. What do you think that, you know, what do you think your punishment should have been? Right. You know? Yeah. How and, do you, or even if dad responded this way, how do you wish he would have responded? Why do you think he responded the way he did? Huh. And then no judgment, just. Yeah. Hmm, just listening. Serious. Just yeah. listening. So I want to ask a little bit about boundaries because, I mean, I know a lot of stepmoms, you know, I have friends that are stepmoms and mm -hmm. I hear a lot about 
when there are things like say there are rules that are being broken and it's when it's brought up um i'm going to use the example of say social media and i know a stepmom that her teenage daughter was posting what she thought was kind of some inappropriate stuff on instagram you know like poses in a bikini or things like that and when she mentioned it it you know to the daughter um it got back to the mom and the mom was basically like mind your own business and at mm -hmm. what point you know how do you because there are certain things you know depending on their age i mean maybe if they're even toddlers or things there are times you do have to take a little bit of discipline in the moment and be like hey that's not right you know i mean there is a right and a wrong and and there are times like that how do you deal with that boundary um like you know what's yours and how do you cross it and if it is crossed like tell me you take on boundaries because that's a tough and really sticky spot yeah and that one actually that example comes up a lot i mean i can't tell you how many stepmoms i know that have had that or something similar come up i mean social media is just really hard i think especially with teenage girls um it, you know in that particular situation although it's not a discipline issue that's an issue that i would really encourage a stepmom to let her partner bring up with the child don't know that it helps to have her do it if it's something that the child maybe isn't going to be receptive to or the child may mm -hmm. view it as a parent coming down on them mm -hmm. um i think that's really something that the partner ought to be bringing up and so i would encourage a stepmom to really use that as a co-parenting with their partner opportunity and you know have their partner kind of lead and facilitate that discussion with the child and then that keeps them out of having to deal with mom, especially if that's, you know, maybe a high conflict thing, or maybe mom really does feel like stepmom stepping on her role, you know, I mean, that sort of takes that dynamic away from it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'm curious, this leads me to another question. My mind, oh my gosh, just this conversation, my mind is swirling with questions for you. So what is, what, and I'm sure it's different for everyone, but the communication, say, between you and their mom and potentially, you know, maybe their stepfather if she's remarried or anything like that. Like, how do you navigate how much contact or, I don't know, that's a really <laughs> open question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> loaded. <laughs> um, you know, I think it, it really does depend on your situation. I mean, mm -hmm. for us, um, my husband and his ex have a very high conflict relationship. And so I, within probably about a year of, of us getting married, I had to sort of start setting some boundaries that like, I was not going to go to because it made me uncomfortable. I tried to limit my contact um, because it just was unpleasant, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's not always the case. I mean, I think it really, you have to figure out what works for your situation. But, you know, I would say if there is something where you're uncomfortable or it's unpleasant, like, she's not your ex <laughs> like let your partner deal with it you know yeah. like let let them work stuff out um yeah. and set that boundary for your own peace and sanity you know right but it can be really hard especially you know if there's trash talking going on at the other house or whatever the situation is it can be really hard you know and it can be really hurtful and you know as stepmoms i think unfortunately <laughs> and there's not a real great way around it i mean you do have to take the high road a lot of the time and something gets back to you about, you know, that's been said at the other house or whatever. And it, you really just, 
the best course of action is to not engage directly. And if, if it comes to you from the child, I think it's completely fine to correct the record and say, you know, mm -hmm. that's not actually true about me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sorry you heard that, but, um, but really setting those boundaries and trying to preserve your peace is the most important yeah. thing. And it probably has to be done very loving and gently because mm -hmm. it's still their mom. And absolutely yeah is not going to make them well yeah that's like your mom like you better <laughs> yeah that's and that's actually i should have mentioned that up front i mean that is a cardinal rule like don't trash talk mom ever because even if it feels good in the moment mom always wins that that biological connection is always going to be stronger and you're only going to hurt your relationship with your stepkids if you trash talk mom and that's just it should never be done again you can correct the record like if something gets back to you, you can say, you know, that's, I'm sorry you heard that, that's that's not true. And here's, you know, what I believe to be true, but don't trash talk mom, don't call her a liar. Cause remember that's 50% of the kid's DNA. So all that does is make them feel bad, make them want to defend mom. And it just doesn't improve anybody's relationship in the exactly. long term. Agree. And even, you know, say with, with your husband, like with Craig, it's, it's probably a good check to always be aware that he doesn't also trash talk mm -hmm. the ex-wife in front of kids. It's one thing for you to in private, but it, I mean, I think, you know, especially when there's a divorce, it's not going to make those kids like dad better if dad points out mom's faults or mom points out dad's faults. It's no, it's whoever's trash talking. That is, I mean, as a step, daughter <laughs> or you know when, when there's when there's conflict between parents it's not if you point out that parent's fault I'm going to start you know disliking that one it's that's hurtful to me because I love them and I love you and it hurts me when you trash talk and it's, exactly exactly yeah. and it's it just shouldn't be done it's very no. tempting but you really have to stop yourself in the moment and put the kids first because all it does is, is hurt their feelings and you know when you're criticizing their other parent, you're kind of criticizing them because that's 50% of their makeup and mm -hmm. they love that person, but also that person is in them. And so, you know, they mm -hmm. internalize it, I think a lot more than even they articulate and it's hard. And sometimes you have to just kind of take a deep breath and walk away for a minute. For sure. Oh, <laughs> and go and like pound your pillow and come back. <laughs> exactly. And it, I mean, it's just human nature to want to defend yourself, but that might not be the most helpful thing <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's really hard. And, and, it, and sometimes you slip up, you know, and, and I know that like, we've had instances where, you know, one of us has said something and we're like, okay, I shouldn't have said that. Didn't mean it, you know, and, and you have to, if, if that happens, you just own it and move on. Yeah. And, and make sure that the child knows that, that, you know, that's not your intent. Yes. No, that's beautiful right there. So I have a couple questions because especially when they're school age, all of say like the sports and we're entering college. I mean, there's so much to do as far as buying equipment, signing the kids up who, who takes, or, okay, there's the sign up list for, the snacks or the team dinners. And when you have these kids going from one house to the next, like how on earth do you divide who does what? So the time, the energy, but also the financial side of it, there is a lot involved there. 
what is your take on that? Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot. I mean, there's a lot. And again, it's another one of those situations where you have to figure out what works for your particular dynamic. Um, I know for us, the kids, it, it's a 50-50 split and it's like every two weeks. And so generally for us, um, whoever has the kid on the day of the game or event or whatever is responsible for the getting them to and there and whatever else, you know, that may come with that. Um, but, you know, it depends. And I know that there's so many different custody arrangements. I mean, I have friends who do like three days and then two days and then switch weekends, which all just sounds very complicated to me. But <laughs> I, like, I like the two weeks on, two weeks off. It's much easier to calendar. But, but yeah. I know like I personally keep like five calendars. <laughs> on my phone because I have my work calendar, my business calendar, my joint business calendar, because I've got a couple of those. And then the kids calendar, which is that has all of the kids scheduled stuff, but also the custody weeks. And that's one that we share with my husband's ex. And then we've got another calendar that we share with the kids as they kind of get old enough to do all that. So, I mean, it's just a lot, it's a lot to balance, um, but you just do. I mean, I think it's like any kind of, you know, like motherhood, like parenthood, I mean, it's a lot mm -hmm. and you just sort of figure out how to do it. But there are, um, we have not used them, but I believe there are some apps and stuff like that that can also help organize between houses, especially when there are high conflict situations and stuff like that. Right. Because I can see where there would be a lot of pointing fingers. Well, this is your responsibility. No, it's not. This is your responsibility. And it becomes more of a, a parental issue in the kids' well-being or, you know, it, it can yeah. get out the of money it stuff. conflict. You know, the money stuff can be hard um, because yeah. divorce decrees don't usually get into the weeds of like, who's going to buy Johnny's soccer uniform, you know, or whatever. Exactly. And yeah, there can be like a lot of nitpicking and sniping and it can be very unpleasant, especially if you already have like a high conflict situation. My only advice there is keep those communications away from the kids. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, if it just don't, the kids should not worry about whether their uniform is getting bought and they shouldn't even, they shouldn't care who buys it for them. They should just know they're going to have a uniform. And so, you know, the parents need to work that out amongst themselves and not involve the kids. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff just doesn't need to be their concern. And mm -hmm. I think you can think about it like in a, in a first family where the parents are, to, are married or partnered, the kids aren't going to, know who's going out and getting them that they're just going to know it's provided for them so that should not change definitely and i even think as the kids get older and you know high school or going off to college it's okay kids need to start to be more responsible for themselves but there's still a lot of things i mean i even think of you know i have two in college and all of the work it takes to help with the college applications and that whole process and i can see where you have more than two parents involved where it could get kind of sticky of probably more, I guess that goes back to the boundaries of what is, you know, you want to be a help and a support and, but how do I do it in a way where I'm not taking over a responsibility of a parent who truly wants to do that and get offended. And then you've got this kid in the middle that is confused right. 
who do I ask for help? I don't want to upset this person. I mean, I can remember as a kid, even when it came to holidays, when I got older and, you know, I'm 16 now, I have a license and it's time, it's holiday time and you get to choose where do you want to be on Christmas day and for how long? I don't want to yeah. I want it done over my head because whoever I'm not with, I feel bad for. I feel like they're going to be mad. 100%. At me. I mean, there's so many, so many things to wear. And I love that you say all this should be done with the parents over the kids. And because they, they I mean, they need to be responsible for certain decisions, but that some of those decisions are very, I don't, it can, that can be really tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think as kids get older, it's just important to sort of reinforce to them the unconditional love and care that you and, and their parent, you know, that you guys have for them and, you know, Hey, look, we're here for you. We're happy to like read over your essays for college admissions. We're happy to help you with, you know, studying for the SAT or whatever. And I think it'll usually with us it's sort of kind of naturally fell to the right people to help and do because i think it, by that point the kids sort of know like okay well dad and stepmom were english majors so maybe they're the best ones to help with the essay you know yeah. um you know if mom's a scientist so maybe she's best to help me with like the math stuff on the sat or whatever you know um, and they kind of figure that out. But I think for holidays and stuff, I mean, we're, we're navigating the very beginning of that because we've got a senior in high school right now that's going off to college. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, what we've said to her is just, you know, look, once you turn 18 and go off to college, there's no more custody arrangement for you. Like it's up to you when you come home where you want to be. And we obviously would have you as much as you want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we know you want to see your mom too. And so you just have to figure out what feels right for you and we're here, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've said like, you know, if you want help figuring out like what feels fair or whatever, like however you want to split it up, if you want to say, well, I'll do this Christmas with you guys and next Christmas with mom or vice versa or whatever that looks like, but just letting them know that like, whatever they choose is okay, that they need to do what's right for them. And that you're always there for them and you, you want them around, you know, as much as they want to be around. (laughs) And really at that age, they're more interested in hanging out with their friends anyway. Let's be honest. (laughs) Exactly. No, that's for sure. Definitely. Oh, you've covered so much stuff. I mean, mean, (laughs) things that, I mean, I'm not a step parent, but being a stepdaughter, you know, I, like you said, you know, you don't understand what the step parents going through until you're, you're really, truly, oh, definitely. And, it, and it does look different for everyone. Um, you mentioned about a summit or summits that you do. Tell us a little bit about that or where people can get more information. Um, yeah. So uh, we host an annual stepmom summit and we're going to be announcing dates for the 2023 summit very shortly. The website is the stepmomsummit.com. Um, you can find me at thiscustomlife.com and then Step Family Magazine is stepfamilymagazine.com. And I'm on social under all those handles <laughs> and um, I'm easy to find and, and happy to talk to anyone who 
needs help or resources or just wants someone who knows what they're going through. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, 13,000 new step families every day, and that's a really old statistic. So I mean, yeah, 1300. Or 1300. That's just yeah. in the U.S., correct? Just in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Just in the U.S., yeah. I mean, and that is the thing. We should all be given that as a stepmom, a, a handbook right off the bat. And there you know, isn't, and we need these support things just like with anything else in life. Just, yeah, for sure. So thank Absolutely. you so much, Cameron, for your time. And yeah, I thank you. all of your information in the show notes too. So if people um, want to check out anything. So great advice. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for being here as we kick off this podcast together. I really appreciate you joining me on this journey because I'm well aware you could be doing or listening to anything right now. Hey, if you enjoy the Authentically Raw content, please support the show by following, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also follow me on social media for daily inspiration. Head over to my website, jamiebarris.com, to sign up for weekly transformation tips. Or if you're interested in coaching, I currently have three openings for one-on-one coaching. If you're looking for an empowering community, we'd love for you to join us in the Transformation Tribe our group coaching membership. More info available on my website under the life coaching and membership tabs. One last thing, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic.